show with coach Kurtz I'm your man coach English and we here once again brought to you by Defy Life visit www.godefylife.com for all your music news and sports content also get you one of those daily in English with coach Kurtz t-shirts man go ahead and support the brand by visiting www.defylifegear.com backslash t-shirts I'm here with my brothers, Coach Kurtz and Coach Staley. We'll start off with Coach Staley. How you doing today, brother? All is well, man. No complaints. Getting ready for the school year to start back up as, as the summer winds down. But as we know, people, us three on the phone, we don't get a summer break. You know, we have to go through and focus on the kids that we specialize on during the summer. And the only difference is when school starts back up, we have everyone back. So getting ready and excited for a new school year and we're gonna go from there coach Kurtz, how's everything with you brother yeah just like coach Staley said we don't have uh we don't have a summer break so it was a good summer but it was a fast summer for sure and just because this is the end of summer workouts doesn't mean this is a time to relax so we're, we're right back at it and uh and down here in Florida we we start teachers start on month to tomorrow is our first day of meetings. We got meetings next week, and then school starts the following week. So it was a fast summer, a productive summer, a good summer, but um, not really much of a break for sure. And uh, last thing, I mean, where can I get one of those daily in English T-shirts featuring Coach Curse? Because I do not have one of them. Hey man, listen, they said that they have sent. They're going to send them out. They've been telling me they're going to send them out for about a month. We get. We get a shirt. We get some sent to us uh, promotionally. So, um, yeah, I would hope so. I, yeah, I mean, they're sending us uh, promotionally. So, I talked to Jay today, and so we need to shout him out on the show. Shout us out to Jay. From yeah, the- shout out to Jay. Can I get my shirt? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna name this episode. Hey, Jay, can I get my shirt? <laughs> Yo, Jay, you selling our shirts with our name on it, but we don't have one. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, man. We got it. We we we're gonna go ahead and get that done, man. Um, I'm waiting. Like I said, waiting, waiting patiently for it to hit the mail. But they are out there for everybody to purchase. So, yeah, um, I don't believe that because Jay doesn't even have my address, fam. So, well, no, he said he, he says not, you know he says he's gonna send them here, and it's my job to get it to y'all. So, oh uh, well, hell, we're not getting them then. No, don't do my, that. The, Dog, the baby still ain't got the baby clothes we talked about. And like I don't, yo, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what, Josh. I was at your house with the clothes in the trunk. Like that's the worst part. 
I got Yo, the clothes. Shout out to Jay. <laughs> I got the clothes. Shout out to you, Jay, and Coach English, dog. The guy, he had the clothes <laughs> in the trunk of the four feet and just forgot <laughs> to get the joints out My there. My bad. I was at your house. Yo, man, listen. You got to tell your son, Jay, to stop influencing my child because I'm going to tell you what's happening. All wow. day, all day, I think the next day, all I heard was, can we go back to Jay and Tyler's house? Can we go back to Jay and Tyler's house? I just want to go back to Jay and Tyler's house. It's fun over there. And I'm like, what you mean? What are you talking about? I kind of yeah, take dog. exception to that. Well, you know, kids know what they're loved, man. Kids know what they love. So I, I'm not mad at the baby. I, I, I know he can feel the love that we have him. Yeah, so. yeah. I, y'all, y'all do love, man. You, your wife, and, and your boys. Y'all always open up the home to my kids. So they love being over there. So appreciate y'all. Um, but I guess we're going to go into, let's go ahead and get into the news. Um, we'll start off with Josh, what is our news? So right now, Carmelo Anthony cannot get a job. In the NBA, you know, we're well into free agency. A bunch of major moves has occurred. Rosters have gotten um, filled. Obviously, everyone roster isn't done. But with that being said, with Carmelo Anthony's skill set and ability, I know for when, especially a contender, Obviously, it would be about all going to find the right fit and all that. But I believe Carmelo and Josh. More of a con- okay. Yo. I couldn't hear you just now. What you said? Okay. So I feel that Carmelo Anthony is intelligent enough to really help a team become a contender. I just want to know what's going on, why he hasn't gotten a job or a phone call or a workout like I get his flaws. I think his biggest flaw is defending. Because he can't defend, he is a, a a huge liability in today's NBA where you have to switch on every ball screen. It's, it's extremely tough. But uh, I would like to see Carmelo get in the league because I know he still has something to offer. What you think, um, Coach? Well, I would say this. I, I was listening to him speak, and he kept saying politics, politics. So I don't know exactly what those politics are that are keeping him out, but apparently it's something he's either said or done um, that's really rubbed people the wrong way. I think, but 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 for the most part, you know, he says he never said he wouldn't take a bench role, but he said that somebody should have relayed that to him. I'm not so sure if uh, organization owes you an explanation after you sign a contract. Uh, but, you know, you're kind of at their disposal on how they want to use you. Now, whether you want to be happy with how you're used or not, that's one thing. Um, but he said that he was never told and then was expected to do so. So I, I, I don't know if you can, in this stage of his career, I'm hoping that he can, that he's humble enough to go ahead and be able to um, do those things and, 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 and get himself a job because I would love to see Carmelo finish off his career um, and, and get a, get, get a ring finally, man, go and contribute 10 to 15 minutes, maybe somewhere around 10 points to somebody, 10 to 15 points. Cause I'm pretty sure he could still score. Um, you know, that, that goes without saying, but you know, so he could contribute to some team in some form or fashion. I'm pretty certain there's not 400 and some odd players out there better than Carmelo Anthony. What about you, Coach Kurtz? No, I agree 100% with your last statement. There are not 400 players better than Carmelo Anthony, but here's the deal like, 
Carmelo Anthony, what does he want to do for a team? Carmelo Anthony is not a bench player. Carmelo Anthony has never and has never made it seem like or he wants to be a guy that will come off the bench for 10, 12 minutes, be a great teammate, do the dirty work, play D, and spot up and shoot. Like when Carmelo Anthony comes on the court, he wants the offense to run through him. And he's a great player. Like, I mean, I, I think I heard Stephen A. Smith say, like, Carmelo Anthony as a basketball player, just straight skilled in scoring and what he's done, like, he's a Hall of Famer. But as far as what he's done in over his career, never made it to an NBA Finals, like, does that make him a – is he a Hall of Famer because – He's never taken a team there. And, um, I mean, we talked about, I believe, on a previous show with, like, Vince Carter. He's 41, 42 years old. He was the dominant face of the Raptors and for a couple other teams throughout his 20-year career. But he's morphed his his role. He, he He's adapted to. And now he's a guy who comes out. Now, I don't. Is he playing this year? He's playing. The, I think he's on a team this year. He's probably going to give eight to nine minutes a game, but be another coach on the bench and be another uh, uh, a role model and a mentor to all these guys uh, on the bench. And he's going to be happy or he's going to be content with going out there, D'ing up, spotting up, hitting a couple of jumpers, and going back and being a mentor. And I love Carmelo Anthony. I think. There, like you said, Coach English, at the very end, there are not 400 better player, better basketball players in the world than Carmelo Anthony. But is will Carmelo Anthony be content? Will he be happy? Will he understand the role of uh, a Vince Carter type role? Not even, not even as probably he'll have more of a role than Vince Carter. But I mean, Dwayne Wade. Unbelievable player, Hall of Fame player. He showed at the end of last year. He showed last year when he was healthy. Like he's a, still an extremely, extremely, extremely productive NBA player. But he's retiring. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with, hey, I had a great career. I won three NBA championships, multiple all-star games. Do I want to finish off the last couple of my years being a guy who comes off the bench and playing eight or nine or 10 minutes a game. And I'm sure he was like, no, that's not how I want to go out. And so he retired and Carmelo, I think needs to decide like, yeah, he can still play in the NBA, but he's not going to be a guy that gives you 20 a game and they run offenses through. Um, and so I don't know where he, where he wants to be, but, you can't go on, on TV and say, oh, I'm better. I'm, I should be in the league. I'm good enough to play in the league. 100%. There's also probably another 100 guys in the league that are or 100, another 100 guys around the world that are good enough to play in the league, but just it's just not the right fit. So, um, I mean, I, I, I'm a big Carmelo fan. I wish you would have took a team and, and won an NBA championship. But now you got to understand your role. You're 33, 34 years old. 
they're not going to run the offense through you. What do you want to do? Do you want to be a role player or not? That's that's my thoughts. I got a question. Um, they, they, uh, his trainer said that he wanted a farewell tour. Do you uh, to pose the question, Josh? Do you think he deserves a farewell tour? I mean, farewell farewell tours are like self implemented anyway. So whether I don't really think you can say that he deserves it. I think. Carmelo, whether I don't think you really say a person deserves it or not, but I do think Carmelo has done enough for the game for us to respect him at a very high level. Yeah, everyone game you can critique, but how he, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, how he conducted himself off the court, how he um, played at a high level for such a long time, I think he deserves to be. Uh, when he leaves, one, I think he deserves. Two, I sincerely believe that he deserves the respect of the game because he did. Always formidable, um, at, at least. Yeah, he didn't win a championship, but in my eyes, it was never that moment to be leadership contender with him at of the team. So I never looked at him like that. But to answer your question, um, a farewell tour, yes, he deserves to properly and respectfully shoot out of the game on his terms because I do think I do know Carmelo did right by the game. But he still has some, like Coach Kirk said, he still has some very good basketball left to play. He just has to, he just has to get in the right situation, the right scenario. And like Micah said, again, what do you want to do, Carmelo? Like, what do you want to do? How do you want to play? And if he can commit to just um, making himself a glue guy, a, a role player, which I know he will, because he, from the interview, it, he, he said that he didn't tell his trainer that, you know, that, that he wanted a farewell tour. So, I mean, Melo has some good basketball to play. He just got to find the right situation. But I think I think I think the biggest I think the biggest drawback is uh, his defense. Um, and deserve a chance to leave the game on his terms because he did right by the game. Uh, what about you, Michael? Uh, I mean, I think you, are, Josh. I love you, but I mean. Yeah, I love I love Carmelo. He did right by the game, but a farewell tour. Who's who's gonna give him a like? Who's putting on this farewell tour? Like, yeah, he did right by the game. He did right by the game, but like, oh, like you you played for multiple teams. You had multiple teams buy out your contract. You've never taken a team to the NBA Finals. Like, farewell tours are for championship. Championship players like are the do the Nuggets does do the Nuggets are they should they give him a farewell tour should the Knicks give him a farewell tour should the Rockets give him a farewell tour should the Thunder give like that doesn't make any sense like yeah you you did a you you were a tremendous player skill wise stat wise you're a Hall of Fame player but you've never done anything for a franchise. 
unless that unless the National Basketball Association wants to just sponsor a farewell tour for Carmelo Anthony and go from city to city for each 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 franchise to pay him his respects. Like farewell tours are for guys like Kobe Bryant, Dirk Nowitzki that played twenty seasons for the same the same franchise. Like yeah, LeBron James is gonna deserves a, a a farewell tour. Like he brought multiple championships to the Heat. He won the only championship for the Cavs. Sure, he's gonna win a few for the a couple at least for the Lakers. But even then, when he retires, it's like, who does he take his farewell tour with? Like that farewell tours are for players that have dedicated their entire career or the vast majority of their career to one team and won a championship. Like that's why they're playing the game. This is big boy basketball. This is the NBA. Like even if you played 20 years for that team and didn't win it, win a championship, like you deserve a farewell tour. Like your job in the NBA is to win an NBA championship. So if you didn't win an NBA champion, coach, coach English, everything good over there. Mike? Yeah. Like we, you, you, <laughs> Can you put your microphone on mute, Coach English? Yeah, I'm here. No. <laughs> yeah, because you're like killing my man Micah on um, point here, hollering in the background. And oh, no, I'm there. sorry. I, I thought my phone was, I thought, I thought, no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead, Micah. I'm sorry. I'm no, you, it's, 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 <laughs> farewell doors. It shouldn't be all, hey, all, we, we, we love you. You've done, you da, 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 da. you're great. We're all excited. Like, yeah, happy retirement. No, a farewell tour in the NBA, big boy basketball, where the goal is you get paid a ton of money to win an NBA championship. Farewell tours are for guys who have delivered an NBA championship. And to Coach Staley's point, and to Carmelo, with all due respect to Carmelo, Carmelo never said he deserves a farewell point, uh, a farewell tour. Yeah, that did. was his. That was his Instagram trainer who's just in a great location that he trains in a great neighborhood in New York City and has a lot of NBA guys that want to come work out there. And all of a sudden, he's an influential NBA trainer where, let's be realistic, what what is he really doing besides opening up the gym to these NBA guys <laughs> who are hanging out in, hanging out in New York City to, to during the summertime? Like, I mean, I don't know why... With all, and I've met him before, and he's a nice guy. But with all due respect, why why is he like an influential voice on whether Carmelo deserves a farewell tour in the NBA or not? Well, I was yeah, just, I, I agree, go I agree. Go ahead, Coach, I, what you got? Well, I was posing the question because it was posed, um, and I agree with you, Micah. I don't think he deserves a tour. I think those things are reserved for those people who who brought something to the franchise. Who's who, who spanned a career with one franchise. Um, you know, Melo just never did it with anybody. D-Wade did it with Miami. Then he went to Cleveland for about a four year and then ended up right back in Miami and ended up back in Miami. Um, oh, he also spent some time in Chicago. But, I mean, those years are pretty much erased. People remember him in Miami for what he did for Miami. Uh, Kobe with the Lakers, as you brought up, Dirk Nowitzki with Dallas. I mean, it's just, I think those, I think that's reserved for that. Now, you know, if he ends up bringing, if he ends up with a championship after this point, I don't know. Like, and then Stephen A. brought up a good point in that interview. He was like, 
you know, you're you're good friends with Chris Paul, you're good friends with LeBron James, and you can't get a job. So, like, can anybody speculate? Like, what do you guys think it might be? Like, what do you think it might be? Because to have those type of friends, like you got good friends who are influential with their organizations, and you can't get a job. You mean tell me you can't get no job? Um, I I mean, I just think some GMs might look at Carmelo as damaged goods and leader. He's just a very skilled and a very good basketball player that you can use on your team to win championships, but you aren't going to win championships through him. He needs to be a part of um, a, a part of the group that creates this special team, but he's not going to be the reason why you win the championship. So the team aren't willing to like, they don't want a guy that's going to be disgruntled because he's not playing 35 minutes a game. He's only playing 20, 23 minutes a game because that's his role. So I don't think guys want to um, risk that. Yeah, I think, I think, I don't think he's ever shown in his career that he's happy being a role player, a supplemental player, uh, uh, a guy who does the dirty work and, I mean, honestly, in, at this point in his career, I mean, he needs to do that stuff. And he's not going to be like Coach Taylor said. He's not going to be a guy that plays 30, 35 minutes a game. He's not going to be a guy that they run the offense through. I mean, he's six nine. If he wants to, he can rebound. If he wants to, he should be able to defend. And he should be able to spot up and knock down open jumpers. But, I mean, if he's not getting a job – and he has those influential friends in the NBA and his illustrious career. I mean, the only reason I can conclude for why he's not getting that job is because he doesn't want to adapt his game to, to what these teams need right now. That's, and again, that's just my outside opinion. I have no inside information, but that's my only explanation for why, why he is not in the NBA right now. All right, yeah, well, that's, that's that's all I got. That's all I got on that one. All right, well, hopefully, you know, uh, as a fan of Carmelo, especially since Syracuse, man, I'm I'm hoping that he lands somewhere. I'm hoping that uh, somebody gives him a chance and he can bless us again with his ability to score the ball. We're gonna go ahead now and move into our topic of the day. Josh, what is our topic of the day? Um, so our topic. Today is going to be something that's thrown around a lot. Um, what it takes to be elite, you know. I, I you coach on the on the travel team circuit, and you see all these teams. You see, you know, backyards elite, uh, <laughs> up uptown elite, downtown elite, <laughs> over over there elite. Hell, come over here elite. So it's like so like we throw the word around. But when we think of the word elite, we should be thinking of something, you know, it's everyone can't be elite. And it's certain characteristics that make you elite and in certain production points that make you elite. So what I think um, we want to do, well, what we're going to do is just, you know, discuss on that, get everybody's take on what they think it takes to be elite and then. You know, we'll, we'll move on and, and, and won't hold you up much longer. So we'll start with you, Michael. What are some of the things you think it takes for someone to 
Well, number one, what it takes to be elite is elite genetics from your parents. And that's something that that is extremely overlooked, especially now with the explosion of youth sports. Uh, I just I just watched Kobe Bryant on Sports Center this morning and he was talking about youth sports and they put up a stat that youth sports is a 17 billion dollar industry and so everybody wants their kid to be elite and I was listening to a podcast the other day from uh, a speed coach and he talked about how he, I mean he's pretty he's pretty fast and uh, his his father ran track in college. His mother ran track in college. So he ran track in college, and now he's turned his career into being a speed coach. And he works with a lot of youth athletes. And he uh, he talked all. He's got all these kids talking, or all these parents talk to him about, hey, all I need, I just need my kid to drop 0.2 seconds off their 40 yard dash, drop a drop a tenth off their pro agility time. Just get that extra step. I just need them to be a little bit quicker. And his number one thing he asked them is, hey, uh, how fast were you when uh, when you were in high school or when you were in college? Oh, uh, well, I wasn't that fast. How fast was your wife when she was in high school or college? Oh, she didn't play sports. Well, that might be that might be a reason why your kid's not that fast. Like, we can do everything we can to enhance their athleticism, but let's be realistic. If you want to be an elite and be an elite athlete, it definitely helps to have elite parents and elite genetics. So, I mean, I think that's something that's overlooked on all areas, and then especially in my area as far as strength and conditioning. Like, yeah, we can get we can we can improve their speed, but a lot of it a lot of their speed and their power and their athleticism comes down to their genetics. So, I mean, I think that's, that's number one that a lot of times we overlook for sure. If you want to have an elite athlete, uh, find an elite partner for sure. Anybody there? Yeah, I'm here. Waiting on, I thought Josh was going to go next. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Go ahead, Josh. What's your what's your take on the on elite? Well, I think Michael made a great point, and it and it it makes me sad in the in as as far as like you know, hey, you know, everyone does. It's it's tough because everyone just doesn't have that elite that 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 unbelievable DNA that 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 gene that it takes to get to that point. And it also makes me happy because that's why I married my wife because she was a Division One athlete. I know that might sound shallow, but I knew I wanted my kids to play sports. And I would like to thank myself as a pretty good athlete coming up. And I knew she was probably an exceptional athlete, if not more exceptional than me. So I said, hey, we might be able to have some kids that are pretty darn good in sports. And I know that sounds shallow. And I'm not saying I married my wife because she was a great athlete, but that was part of it. I mean, you know, hey, I had to think down the line on this thing. I wanted my kids to be <laughs> athletic. Now, 
other things ultimately come into play when it comes to uh, whether your child is going to be elite or not. And one of the biggest things is mindset and work ethic. Now, you could be as athletic as you want to be, but if your work, if your work ethic is pissy and you have a defeated mindset, you're ultimately never going to really be as good as you possibly can be. So my take, my excuse me, my take on what it takes to be elite, I think it takes a, a, an array of things. I think you have to have an exceptional work ethic. You have to have a winner mindset and you have to, like, you have to have good genes. I mean, it's, that's, that's probably the toughest pill to swallow because a lot of people can't control their genes. Like Kobe's daughter is probably going to be really continue to be really good at basketball because her dad just passed, passed something along to her that most folks don't have. And um, so, so you got to have the good genes, but, I think it starts with having a winner, a winner mentality, a winner mindset. Like you have to be willing to condition yourself mentally to put the work in to get better. Like it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Like how do you go into preparation on a daily basis? Like are you going into it to get as good as you possibly can get, or you are just doing it to say to post a video to say, hey, I'm always working, I'm always grinding. So I think the way you approach your preparation that, um, has a big output on how much better you get each time you have the opportunity to get better. The next, you got to have an unbelievable work ethic. You know, you got to be willing to make the sacrifices. You got to be willing to do what everyone else isn't willing to do. And I think that's where a large piece of the separation comes from because it's easy to say, oh, that baby needs a break or, oh, that baby's putting in a lot of work and they need time off. But yeah, you can take time off, but the elite, they don't really take time off. You know, they might, they might, they might figure out how to recover here and there, but the elite is even working during recovery. So, so you know, barring anything, God bless, like an injury or anything like that, but you know, it's like, are you going to have the work ethic to, to, to put the time in? And like Micah said, last but not least, you got to have you got to have good genes. You got to have good DNA. I mean, like, and it's crazy, right? Me and my wife was talking about this the other day. You look at all of a lot of the athletes' kids are good in sports. Like Shaq has all of Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal kids play basketball, and they're pretty darn good. You know, um. LeBron James' son is one of the top young basketball players in the country. So it's like it's the DNA means a lot, but the work ethic and the mindset is extremely important also because how you do things is way more important than what you do because it's it it all it all correlates, corresponds, however you want to put it. What you think, Coachy? Well, I think I think um, you guys said it really, really well, and I think I'm just going to piggyback on what you guys said, especially to your last point, Josh, about um, Shaquille O'Neal's kids and um, more so LeBron James' son um, and, and, and Kobe's daughter. All right, so, you know, they always have the thing nature versus nurture. What happens when nature meets nurture? You know what I'm saying? And that's what you get with those kids. And what I mean by that is if LeBron James, if for LeBron James' son, not only do I have, not only is he getting a set of good genes, but LeBron James works extremely hard. So if he's seeing his dad in the lab all day, every day, working hard, 
guess what? He he can't help but see that and take on that work ethic. Josh, you would tell. Um, Amir came to the workout. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what's funny. Amir came to when when Tao was working out, and he said, "Daddy, I really want to play basketball." I said, "You don't really want to play basketball because you don't take it serious." I said, "You see, Tao takes it serious." He says, "No." He said, "I know. I'm t- I'm gonna take basketball serious now." And and it just from watching how Tao worked out and how you worked with him, and Tao gets that from you. You know what I'm saying? And so when when the good genes meet good work ethic, I mean, it, the sky's the limit for a player to be elite. The gene, yeah, the gene pool it helps, but there's a lot of kids with good genes that that aren't successful, that didn't be successful in sports because they didn't take on. Maybe their parents weren't hard workers or whatever. Right, like they, didn't, right. they didn't they didn't grind that thing out like they should have. They didn't take you know they didn't take on the lessons that were passed down to them. Um, but you know then you got those that 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 take that stuff in, and you know then you come across kids and 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 elite. Yeah, I, I'm fed up with the word, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm fed up with the word elite when it comes to travel teams. I don't want to see another one. Like everybody, like you said, Josh, everybody's elite. I, I've never seen, and sometimes it's the elite teams that be getting blown out by forty, you know, <laughs> blown out by fifty, and, and it's irritating to watch because you're elite. So you mean you're the best that that this is the best group of kids that somebody could put together, you know? And, and I and I get it. You know, everybody, the, the name became catchy. It became something. Um, but at the end of the day, like, what does it really take, man? You got to, you've got to, at the end of the day, you cannot sleep. I got a former player of mine now who, every time I look at his, when I look at his Instagram story, he is in the, he's at his school in the gym working out 1.32 a.m., 1.40 a.m., 12.30 a.m., and I'm like, bro, like, and, and it's amazing for me to watch because I'm watching him and I'm going, these people have no idea what's in store for them because that kid just, he is an elite kid with an elite mindset that you could be elite. You could have elite genes and not have an elite mindset and you end up mediocre. But when you got that, when you got the genes and you got the mindset, man, I'm telling you that that willing winning mentality just takes you over the edge. I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop till I make it. And that's that's what makes an elite player elite. That's what it takes to be elite. It's that willing mindset, that willing winning. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. Maybe not the game, but I'm gonna win my matchup on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. If I run track, I'm gonna win my heat. If I'm if I'm baseball, I'm gonna win because I'm gonna put this ball over the yard. I'm gonna do everything I can do. To make sure that I have that mindset, and I think that that's that's what makes an elite player to me. When nature meets the nurture, in that when the genes meet that elite mindset and hard work and willing winning attitude. Yeah, amen. Those those are great points, man. Because like like I said, you could you can have all the talent in the world, but if your work ethic sucks, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. So, you know. The harsh truth is, yeah, good genes are beneficial, but the the bright side truth is, work ethic can make ground for a lot of areas also. So, oh yeah, you know, don't 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 get discouraged and think, oh well, my dad's not six eight and my mom um, is a professional cook, so I'm not going to have the opportunity to be a great athlete. Yes, you can be a great athlete. You can be good at your craft. But are you willing to sacrifice and put the time in so you could be as good as you possibly could be? Yeah, you, you can. 
But I think one thing that does separate the elite is that the elite don't get burned out. Like the elite don't get burned out. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm tired. I need a break. If you really love something, you really love the game. You don't. You don't get burned out. You're gonna. You're gonna figure out a way mentally to keep going no matter what. So, you know, I, I know a lot of people like to say that, like, oh, the kids get burned out. I really don't believe in that. I believe if someone really loves it and they're really great at it, they aren't. They aren't going to quit. They're, they're going to quit. They're going to continue to do. Going. Yeah. 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 They're going to keep going. Um, other than that, that's that's what I have for that. Um, Mike, any more thoughts? No, I think those are great points. Uh, anybody can be great. Um, you just gotta you gotta be one hundred percent invested and be dedicated full time and and not burn out. Um, but it always helps to have very very gifted, genetically enhanced parents. Uh, so let's not forget that to all the parents out there. All the five, six parents out there that uh, that want their kid to be the next LeBron James, like <laughs> odds are, uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it ain't happening. Uh, it's such a, it's such a brutal truth, but it's true, man. <laughs> it's true. Like it's just hard because sometimes your your kids can be pretty darn good, and um, but like sometimes you got to know when your kid has reached their best and not blame other people for your child not being what you want them to be or what you desire them to be because, you know, it is what it is. That's what they are. Unless they can find that mental piece in their head that can get them to um, go far beyond of what their limitations are. But every man needs to know their limitations. But that's all I got for it, man. We can get into our closing statements. Yeah, we'll go ahead with the shout-outs. Let me start with you. Get into our shout-outs and wrap it up. Yeah, start with you, Michael. What you got? Yeah, shout out to all the teachers and coaches getting ready to be back at it. I know all the great ones have been grinding all summer long, but uh, it, it 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 becomes another a whole nother grind when we uh, when we add in the whole teaching schedule and, and and everything else that goes along with being a teacher and a coach. So, um, shout out to all the teachers and coaches. Uh, that are fighting the good fight and let's be great this year. I appreciate everything you guys do. And you guys are some of my best friends uh, and biggest mentors. And I'll put, I'll put high school teachers and coaches, what they do versus any profession in any, any profession occupationally. And then also any, uh, any coaches at any level. I mean, I think what, what, what coaches do and teachers do at the high school level is the greatest impact that you can have. So shout out to all of you for sure. Coach Taylor. Yeah, no doubt. Same thing, man. Good luck to everyone getting ready to get cranked up for the next school year with all my peers and my counterparts, a successful year, even the ones I'm competing against. I wish um, everybody um, safe to be safe. I want to send a prayer out to um the people out in Dayton, Ohio and and El Paso, Texas that went through the um tragic mass shootings over the weekend. It just happens too much and what I fear is that it's happening so much to people are going to become immune to it 
And let's not become immune to that. Let's not become immune to violence. Let's not become immune to people losing their lives. And let's not, and please let's not develop the mindset of, oh, it wasn't me. So I'm going to keep looking forward to the next day. If one hurt, we all hurt, man. We need to pray. We need to fix these situations. Everyone wants to be politically correct. Everyone does not have to, everyone does not deserve to have a gun in their hand. Everyone does not have the right to bear arms. And this is showing because it, because if it was right, we wouldn't be having these situations. So we need to figure out, I, I need my congressman, I need my representatives, I need my political leaders to really step up to the plate and come up with some solutions. If I got the confidence to vote for you guys, I need y'all to have the, the, the fortitude to make the right decisions and help fix some of these problems i know it can't i know it can't be perfect i know it can't but it also but things can get better so i'm praying for those families the lost people i'm praying for the families with um loved ones that are injured right now i'm praying to try to pull through and get back to being healthy and 100 but my heart goes out to those people and i will be praying for them god bless coach e on you Papa. yeah man i want to give a shout out to same thing man those people dealing with the tragedy um man prayers go out to you guys uh and that's on a somber note, on, on a more uh, uh, happy note. Uh, happy birthday to our very own Lynn. Uh, from, uh, her birthday was yesterday, so I wanted to wish her a happy birthday. Um, happy 40th. And she brought it in in this uh, uh, amazing fashion. Josh, I have to send you a particular picture that you will find extremely funny. Uh, matter of fact, I'll put it in yeah, the group text. <laughs> I'm going to send yeah, both of y'all that picture. Actually, it, it, it's, it, it's epically, it's the way she ended her night. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Um, but definitely shouts out to her. Um, <laughs> has has yeah. been a great mom to my kids and uh, um, really, really appreciate her. So I just want to give her a shout out. Um, and then I just want to let the people know, man. Thanks, out, thanks out to the listeners, man. Could you continue to make us who we are, man? Just keep tuning in. Um, and lastly, if you want to join the conversation, make sure to hit us up at Staley English Show at gmail.com. That's the Staley A N D English Show at gmail.com. Or hit us up on all of our social medias at the Staley and English Show. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias, Instagram, IG, and Twitter. You can find each one in the description after the show. And don't forget, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and GoToFileLife.com. And lastly, as always, as always, as always, keep God first. Everything else will follow. Peace. Yo, shout out to Jay. Send me my shirt. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Jay. Hit me up and get my Oh, Jay. Yo, Jay. Yo, shouts. Does not deliver packages. Yo, 10046 St. Mark's Road, Windermere, Florida. Send that shirt. <laughs> All right, fellas, man. All right, Joe. All right. All right. Welcome to the Defy Life Podcast. For in-depth, entertaining, often hilarious, always real talk about sports, culture, lifestyle, and current events, join us and become part of the movement. The Defy Life Podcast. 
new episode every Wednesday, everywhere your favorite podcasts are available. Brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. This is Defy Life. Are you starving for comics? Do you covet the classics or the newest copies of our favorite comics? Ooh, that all-star Superman, Watchmen, and remember the Sandman? Heroes and Dragons can remedy that. They've been around for more than 30 years with the homegrown family atmosphere. Who's doing it like that? Marvel, DC, collectibles, toys, it doesn't matter. They have what you want. Go see them. Ask for York. Heroes and Dragons, located at 1807 Bush River Road, Columbia, South Carolina. Tell them to find life sent you. Yeah.